0: Today on the show, we're talking about the fear of missing out. Welcome back. Happy Monday. This is episode 35. I'm your host, Courtney, joined with my co-host, Trevor, and you're listening to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. So Trevor, today's topic is the fear of missing out. What's your initial perceptions of this topic?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the fear of missing out is it's a psychological thing, but it is real. I think we all suffer from it at some level. I know I do, and I, I have friends do. You can tell by having conversations with people that they they truly are concerned about missing out.
0: Before we jump into this, I do want to just mention that Trevor and I made an equipment upgrade recently to bring you better sound quality and we really appreciate the feedback we've received so far about this. We enjoy hearing from you and how you're enjoying the show. And one thing that we will really want to do is collect iTunes iTunes reviews and iTunes comments. So if you haven't given us a review, we'd love to hear what you're enjoying about the show, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Let us know how you're enjoying it. And that way, you, we can share the Simple Money Solutions message with others and and Let others derive the same value that you derive from this podcast, which we're hoping you derive value from.
1: So, You know, uh, I'm a podcast listener. I'm sure everyone who produces podcasts are fans of other podcasts. And without question, the reviews are what drive a lot of my attention. And, you know, if other people found found value, enough value in a podcast to leave a review, uh, that motivates me to want to listen to it. So I think you would be helping other people you know learn about our show by leaving a review
0: so let's jump into today's topic today we're talking about like we said the fear of missing out and we found a great article from time.com and it's called this is the best way to overcome fear of missing out by eric baker and i just we just want to preface this episode by saying that you might be experiencing this to some severity some level at some times but it doesn't mean you always experience this. But I tr- what do you think, Trevor? I truly believe that everyone experiences this uh, idea of the fear of missing out, which we will go on to further explain.
1: Well, wi- without question, uh, I think that I, I've experienced it. I mean, wh- who's not gone to work on a Monday morning and heard about somebody's story on the weekend and then realized, well, I did nothing compared to that. So it's, it's real. And we bring this topic to our show because there's a, a huge financial consequence to falling victim to the fear of missing out.
0: Oh, for sure. So I'll give you a little definition of what this is from the article. And it is, quote, the uneasy and sometimes all-consuming feeling that you're missing out, that your peers are doing in the know about or in possession of more or something better than you, end quote. So that really sums up that definition. And let's talk. And like Trevor said, this is definitely an issue that is relevant to personal finance because doing things and money seem to go hand in hand.
1: Well, you know, uh, people you it's it's our human nature to want to compare ourselves to others. I I think it is. It's 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 hard to not do that. But the key is to not look at things in an envious eye, I think that that is If somebody has a really large house, they also have a really large mortgage payment or a huge commitment or it's consuming a lot of their money. So You might be missing out on the enjoying a luxurious home, but you're also missing out on the costs and the financial burden associated with that.
0: Oh, for sure. So there are a few key reasons why we feel we're missing out and where this fear of missing out comes from. So one, it comes from unhappiness. Two, it comes from the Facebook illusion. Three, it comes from the problem of attention and And then we have uh, have some solutions that we'll talk about at the end. So Trevor, let's talk about the first one. Fear of missing out comes from unhappiness.
1: Well, we did a show on money can money buy happiness. and the, the real problem is, is seeing what's what, what you don't have and focusing on that. So uh, I- if you just see what you don't have and and in turn see what ev- somebody else does have or everybody else has, then yeah, you're gonna feel that way. So g- gratitude is a huge, tool you can use to appreciate the things you do have
0: and they talk about fear of missing out as an emotion driven by thoughts and I and and happiness is an emotion so that really that really goes in a that fits nicely so Trevor do you think that take a happy person someone who appears happy maybe you perceive them as happy or they perceive themselves as happy are they still going to fall victim to the fear of missing out
1: well it depends on what your source of happiness is I I think at the beginning, everyone is going to fall victim to this at some level. The, the, the key is to minimize it, and, and minimize it to the things that are not going to put you in financial trouble. I mean, if your fear of missing out is is a, a weekend away, like just say you have 10 sets of friends, and over 10 different weekends, they all go away for a different weekend, and you feel like you've missed out on each of those events, but those 10 individual people only went away once. So if you look at that, and every time somebody goes or does some goes somewhere or does something, and you missed out on that, you're just multiplying it. It, it, It's growing exponentially. So you really have to put things in perspective when you think you're missing out.
0: I love that. I love that. Put things into perspective. That's so important. There's a nice uh, quote from this uh, this section of the article, and it says, "quote Those with low levels of satisfaction of the fundamental needs for competence and autonomy." and relatedness tend towards higher levels of fear of missing out as do those with lower levels of general mood and overall life satisfaction. So, and I want to, I want to highlight the word autonomy because that's a sense of being okay doing things on your own and for the reasons that you want to do them just, and and not having that dependence on, on other people and uh, what they're doing. So I think with this too, I would say a high level of self-esteem and self-confidence in that you're okay with yourself, a.k.a. you're okay, quote-unquote, missing out, because you don't perceive it as missing out.
1: Well, I think you're right. Self-confidence is a big one. And I think that the younger demographics suffer from FOMO, fear of missing out, more than the older generations do, because the older, the older you get, generally, the more confident, self-confident you become. And the more experiences you've had, good ones and bad ones. So you, as time passes and... You you know I have this concept that time is a great equalizer. So if somebody is always doing something exciting, and you've known this person your whole life, uh, and say you're you reach the golden age of fifty, both uh, the your friend who's done everything and and yourself, you soon realize that there's there you know you might realize or come to realize there was a financial consequence to all that excitement that individual uh, had over their lifetime, and you're in a better financial place at the age of 50, time being the great equalizer, meaning, you know, that that life was not sustainable. So it, it's, it's sort of, I, I kind of dial that back to self-confidence or experience.
0: I, Trevor, I really like what you said about excitement and money. You said those in the same, same sentence. And I like that because a society, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but society attributes excitement to things that have a monetary value to them and that going on a hike is that exciting or is that just because you don't have the money to spend on experiences
1: well you know you you just said the thing there is FOMO is is the fear of missing out on excitement or is the fear of missing out on happiness I wonder that there's a good distinction to be made there if you're missing out on excitement uh, and you're not a thrill seeker maybe you're not missing out on anything but if you're missing out on true something that brought true happiness then maybe you truly did miss out on something
0: but at the same time are you missing out on what society says you should be doing are you missing out on something that is truly important to you or that you truly want to do
1: well you know a good example is like a high school prom a society says you should go to your high school prom i mean there's some people that just don't like social environments and if they didn't if they don't go to their high school prom society will tell them they really missed out on something important and they'll feel bad about that for a long time so that fear of missing out. I'm going to give an example. For instance, I, me and my wife, we eloped in Hawaii. We, we didn't have a traditional wedding. And a lot of people will ask me about that saying, you know, do you regret that? So do, what they're really saying is, did I have a fear of missing out on a traditional wedding? And my answer has been unequivocally no. I've been to a ton of traditional weddings. I don't begrudge those people that, but we had a, a very unique and memorable experience eloping in Hawaii. And I wouldn't trade that for the world, but I'm reminded or or challenged constantly asking me, you know, do do I regret, uh, air quotes, did I miss out on having a traditional wedding?
0: Let's unpack that example because it phenomenally outlines this whole concept of fear of missing out in that in the moment when you and your wife decided, yes, we're going to elope, did the societal pressures and opinions of others make you question your decision and at any point in the process of of, cre- of planning for your wedding, were you like, oh, maybe we are missing out? Or were you very confident in your decision?
1: Well, no, we, well, cause we were young and, and less confident than we are today. But we kept it a secret for a long time in fear of people trying to talk us out of it and us caving into the, you know, the pressures of everyone saying, oh, no, you, you shouldn't do that. You'll regret it. So we kept it a secret right till the very, uh, I don't know, a week before we were going to leave. So... Uh, we didn't, you know, we did that to protect ourselves from from uh, FOMO.
0: So from there, ha- after your wedding, and even today, at any point, did anyone ever make you feel like you missed out?
1: Well, there's only two groups of people: the people that 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 was, you know, I I I know they think we missed out on a traditional wedding, and then there's the people that the kind of envious that we had the courage to actually do something different, so that you know, and, and they 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 don't have the courage or their their partner doesn't want to have a, a an untraditional wedding so there's only the, there's nobody in between that's a, my experience been there's only either you know you were crazy or i envy you
0: i like that you were you use the word courage because a uh, courage in is in general sense is about doing something courageous doing something that other people wouldn't do and I'm going to use an example here that I, I'm I'm graduating university soon in the next couple of months and everyone is going away on a grad trip. That's That's what you do when you graduate. But for me, I've opted out of that because it's not within my financial capabilities right now and it's just not a priority to me right now. But have I felt the fear of missing out? Honestly, no, because I'm very confident in my decision not to do that just because I have other priorities. And that traveling is just not one of them right now, just because of everything else that I want to do. So, I, I would say that confidence and the courage to do something, like you said, Trevor, something that not everyone else is doing, regardless of good or bad or how ev- society perceives it, is so important.
1: Well, as we tie this back, the show back to the financial impact of fear of missing out. Uh, any student who goes on a uh, international vacation upon graduation, a lot of students end post-secondary with a, a pile of debt and if they pile on more debt to, to take them on a, a international vacation y- you'll be burdened with that for many years to come and you'll be starting out life your work life in a real hole so the fear of missing out will come with uh, maybe a lot of regret it's a trade-off you know and, and you you only sort of have that one opportunity to do that you know, not, you know that grad vacation and once everyone's got a job and responsibilities it's not likely to happen again so it is definitely a trade-off
0: but I'm going to contradict what you just said there Trevor and that what you just said fosters a whole mentality of fearing miss of missing out and that you only have one time to do it I'm going to argue that point and say that no you have your whole life to travel
1: you do but not with that same group of friends chances are you won't the chances of everyone getting vacation time you know, with their jobs, it's highly unlikely. I I know from my but graduating years, I I've never had the opportunity to get together with, with my, a uh, post grad friends.
0: I'm gonna. I I am still. I'm still gonna stand firm that you can do things with your friends and but unless, okay like okay so i do agree with you you'll maybe never be able to travel to an international destination with that group of friends but what's stopping you from doing something locally such as a camping trip or an afternoon hike just i think in creating a moment that is a celebratory moment something local something inexpensive i think is the idea of the trip and what it means that that individuals need to maybe focus on as the real reason why you're going away, kind of the celebratory, we made it trip.
1: No, I agree. I mean, if, if everyone could agree on that, you could save a lot of money and everybody could participate. So that, that would be a a good way to overcome that.
0: Definitely. And again, if you have a group of like-minded friends who all aren't going on a trip, chances are that you will all derive value from doing something inexpensive and local as a, uh, as a celebratory event. Um, Trevor, I want to talk about this one point because it it's kind of sounds a little edgy because it, we shouldn't throw this word around very lightly, but this article is calling ad- FOMO an addiction.
1: Well, you know, the digital, digital age of social media has made this uh, fear of missing out impact people at a younger and younger age. It used to only be something that impacted people, uh, I'll say adults. You know, it was really it's always existed in our society, but it's become more prominent with the advent of social media, whereas now we get photos of actually what we missed out on. It's not just stories. We actually get to, to see in real time what we're missing. So it, it it's that's the, the risk is is you actually you don't even have to imagine what you missed. You get to see it.
0: So Trevor, you have lived in an era before social media was around and we're going to jump to the Facebook illusion after because that's a really important point. But Well, I
1: want to give I want to give you an example of So before social media, before the internet, you'd come to school on on a Monday morning and your friends would tell you about some crazy party they were at and they would embellish the events that happened at this party and knowing your friends, you you would know it was nowhere near as good a, as that. So you you could take some solace in knowing you didn't miss out on everything that person was describing but now people can take pictures of just the good parts of whatever they did and post that on social media and tell you that's what you missed out on they didn't show you the 4 hours you were standing in line in the pouring rain to get into a, a particular event they just showed you when once they were in there and having a great time so uh,
0: i want to i want to now what what
1: what what you missed out on can be c- can be scripted almost like a movie with today's Uh, technology
0: yes oh definitely I do want to apply this to uh, your situation now as a working adult but early on in your career uh, can you talk about that dynamic of coming to work on a Monday morning because we were talking about this before we started recording that you would come to work on a Monday morning and what happened
1: well I mean people would describe a a concert they went to or a party they went to or or something they they've done and they would you know embellish it uh, today, you have to back that up with pictures and photographs to, to really uh, convince people that you, you truly, you know, I truly did miss out on something.
0: Almost like the saying, pictures or it didn't happen. That's that's la- and that goes back to the the whole Instagram, Facebook, um, where pictures are the main source of, of displaying information. So, Trevor, let's talk about the Facebook illusion. So uh, you're not on Facebook, right?
1: Well, I do use Facebook as a news aggregator only. I don't follow individuals. I only follow organizations.
0: So you don't see your Facebook friends' posts, but do they, when you get to work on Monday, are they showing you their Facebook page to illustrate what they were doing, or are they more just talking to you about it?
1: Well, I mean, when they ask me, you know, uh, they'll show me pictures on their phones or whatever to to show me what I missed out on, rather than knowing that I didn't see it on social media.
0: And... At any point, though, when you're seeing those photos, do you have you ever felt like you're missing out?
1: Well, like I say, the older you get, the more confident you become. And the, I know there were, you know, if I missed out on uh, s- something, I know there was a fi- financial consequence to doing that. That, it, you know, wasn't important enough for me to incur that financial cost to, to do it. So in in turn, I don't feel like I missed out. I know uh, some friends of mine just went to see a Toronto Maple Leaf game last weekend. and I know the cost of those tickets are astronomical and they didn't get given to them. They actually had to buy them. And I, I don't feel like I missed out at all because of the cost. I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan, a huge astronomy Maple Leaf fan, but uh, not at the cost of those tickets.
0: I will get back to the Facebook illusion, but I do have a really important question in that it's about reframing. So if you're a content individual and you're content spending money that you have on things that you can afford... How do you reframe your mind from the idea that you're being deprived of experiences and make and, and feeling bad for yourself? How do you move away from that to being just content?
1: Well, you know, personal finance is a marathon, not a sprint. So you have to have a plan and have goals and aspirations and build them into a financial budget or plan. And We talk about documenting a budget on our show. And if you have that, then... Y- you just keep sticking to your financial plan and you don't let things like FOMO get in the way of achieving those. So one of my goals is to retire at 55. I'm not going to let anything get in the way of that. No short-term pleasure is going to derail that goal because, I mean, I'm not living a deprived life to get to that, but I can't live an extravagant life either. So my fear of missing out, the chances of me falling victim to fear of missing out, is very slim because I have a financial goal, a financial plan to retire at 55. And I don't want to miss out on that.
0: That was absolutely well, so well said because you highlight the importance of having a goal and doing whatever you can take to achieve that goal. Because I really think the f- if, if you suffer from fear of missing out, regardless of to what extreme, that you're trying to do everything and you, you realistically cannot do any everything. So like you said, Trevor, those goals keep you focused in on exactly what's important to you so that and again like you said i think that's really the secret to not feeling deprived is because you're like because everyone has their own individualistic goals and your goals may not line up with everyone else's but they're important to you so you'll achieve them and do whatever you need to do to achieve them
1: that's that is true you know there's an expression that you can have anything you want you just can't have everything you want and that expression requires you to be focused in life and so you can have hobbies and interests but you can't have uh you need to be very focused in those things because they consume money so you can't if you have a friend who's into atvs another friend that's into jet skis another friend that's into deep sea diving uh another friend that's into going to concerts you know every weekend if you try to participate in all those activities you will you will drive yourself into the poorhouse. I mean, you just financially, you have to be focused if you want to have any sort of financial goals or, or achieve anything financially.
0: Oh, I agree. I let's talk about the Facebook illusion now. So, I do want to start off by saying that, uh, like you, Trevor, I don't have uh, I don't have any social media. I actually wrote an article up on our website, LiveLifeSimple.ca, on this. It's uh, it's called my year without social media, and, and I just
1: I just want to say if if you're thinking about if our listeners are thinking about, if they're on the fence about whether social media is adding value to their life or not, I highly recommend reading this article. It will change how you look at social media.
0: I appreciate that, Trevor, and I do want to say that are we have social media for our, our podcast, so we're still fans of social media. And I say this in this in this article too that. I, I'm not bashing social media I think it is an incredible tool and this article too the the one we're focusing on in this podcast today it, it's a' we're, it's so it doesn't say that social media is bad it just says you have to use it as a tool in the right way because social media has allowed us to connect with you our listeners it has allowed us to share information and it's a great platform but we use it and i i i have a personal one too that i use strictly as a news aggregator i'm a if you've been listening you know i'm a health nut so i have all of my favorite health gurus on there that i follow so it it can be used in the if it, it can be used in the right way
1: i think it it is a great tool to to stay informed uh be, because society as a whole is using it you just need to follow the right people and and, and i use twitter as again as a news aggregator i mean that is where i I get all my news really Facebook, Twitter, and well, and the traditional outlets as well. But
0: but uh, with the traditional outlets too, Trevor, you you follow those uh, within your Facebook feed as well. You can like them and the news articles we posted to your Facebook feed.
1: And, and you know, with all this fear of fake news, I, I use multiple sources aggregated through Facebook and Twitter to validate. I, it used to be the news outlets had to you know validate a story before it went out. Well, now things are being put out on the internet so quickly that the onus is almost on you, the the consumer of the news, to validate it yourself. So if you have enough sources saying the same thing, you start to believe it. So you uh, you have to actually use these things as a news ag- aggregator strategically.
0: Definitely. And I think I, we're going to delve into this actual section And that it starts off by saying that you see people sharing pictures and posts on social media in a type of bragging or showing off manner. How do you interpret that, Trevor?
1: Well, it's almost like people are trying to outdo. It's, it's almost a, a Facebook duel uh, sometimes when, when you see people posting uh, some, you know, I'll see people that went to the same, uh, I'll say concert, and they'll show pictures of where they were, and, and somebody will show that they were actually closer to the stage than somebody else, and it's almost a duel on Facebook.
0: Definitely, it, it's a kind of competition to show that you are least missing out than the next person.
1: That's actually a good way to put it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, there is this great stat here, which or not stat, but just a, a quote that really highlights um, how we're actually all affected by social media in this very subconscious way. Because I don't know, know about you, Trevor, but I've I think I've heard enough people say, "Oh, it it, it doesn't bother me that much." Or, oh, like. I'm above, it's just like marketing tactics. You're, you're, you see what's going on, but you don't realize that it's actually subconsciously affecting you. All that advertising you see, you might be aware of most of it or some of it, but it actually is seeping in and really getting to you more than you realize. So there's one uh, quote in this article. I love it. Has, quote, passive consumption of Facebook also correlates to a marginal increase in depression. End quote. I don't think anyone would stand there and, and realize that their passive consumption of Facebook it, it may be contributing to a, a less than healthy uh, mind.
1: Well, I, I know that's the primary reason I got rid of it is I, I just couldn't stomach uh, s- seeing the things that, uh, that it, I, I was thinking I was missing out on. So I, I, I'll say I was weak that way. So I, I, I'm a victim and that's why I got rid of it.
0: And you might not even feel like you're missing out, but if all of your friends on Facebook are all posting what they're doing that weekend and you have nothing to post... That idea alone might make you feel like you didn't do, you're, do anything, you're missing out on whatever they were doing or doing something.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I just went to the non-posting status so people wouldn't know like I I I just didn't post. I, I just couldn't do it. But did you, you know
0: Did you ever feel like because you weren't posting that y- you felt like you you maybe didn't have anything to post, you didn't want to post and that you were missing out on, I guess, were your experiences on the weekend, could they be posted or did you feel like you didn't have anything to post? Yeah.
1: You know, I I call it, were my things I did post worthy or not? And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I care when you reach a certain age, your, your, your confidence level is, is high and you really don't care what other people think to some degree.
0: I would almost say too, well, I'll use an example here. I, I watch YouTube videos like I'm sure all our listeners do and I will watch some vlogs here and there and you'll hear some vloggers say we're going to start doing things that we can actually that are exciting so we can actually vlog them. So it kind of makes you th- stop and say, "Wait, you're actually doing things just so you can talk about them and so that you can record them and share them with other people." So I think that translates into real life so perfectly in that do people do things just so they can share it? Like, are, are they how authentic are they being?
1: Well, you know, I, I heard this, th- I read this thing, and I I might not do it any justice, but I'm going to try here. So, I- if we could live forever, if if modern medicine could make it so we we would never die of old age, we would actually do less exciting things and in live less of a fu- fulfilled life. Because the only way we could die is through an accidental cause, like some sort of, you know, driving in a snowstorm and getting in a car accident, and you, you die in that crash. Well, they can't bring you back to life. But if you can avoid, uh, an, you know, an accidental death, you would live forever. We would actually live a less fulfilled life. So the fear of missing out is really, in, in theory, it should be get more intense the older you get. But it actually, my experience, been, it gets less intense.
0: So I would say that the goal of this episode is hopefully to maybe reach some of our younger listeners or even our older listeners who are are, are maybe haven't, haven't quite reached that point where they're okay with quote unquote missing out and, and, and say that you're not missing out because you're, you're not like, and the whole concept of you're missing out is just so ingrained and, and ingrained in the idea of competition, Trevor, that's what this, there's a point in this article and. It's, it talks about how society as a whole is based on competition, and that quote: "Some of the most important things in life, for example, the best colleges, the best jobs, the best houses, and the best neighborhoods, is granted to only those who do better than their peers." End quote.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, marketing is is the master of of uh, FOMO, and I mean, even universities. When you look at uh, a university brochure it doesn't show you uh some student digitally digitally st- studying in a library they show you a bunch of people having fun on campus you know it's really it's not they're they're trying to show you that if you don't go here you're going to be missing out and if you think of a, another good example is a, a ad for cars a, a commercial for a, a you know a general motors toyota whoever they don't show you the fine mechanical workings of the car and its its reliability and its durability—they show you somebody having a great time in a car. I mean, that is so. If you don't buy this car, you're going to be missing out.
0: And I also wanna I want to say to whose whose standard is that house the best or that job the best? I think it's all relevant in that you could live in a very small home in a inexpensive neighborhood. And that might be the best for you. So I, so best goes along with most expensive, most lavish. And I think that's not okay.
1: No, and, and this is being a personal finance podcast. I, I think that's an important note to, to make that spending more money doesn't make it better.
0: Exactly. And that is really what FOMO is rooted in, which, which again is why we're talking about this on this podcast. So Trevor... I really like this little quote here, FOMO leads people to check social media. So it reminds me of the, the chicken and the egg. Does social media cause FOMO or does FOMO cured with social media?
1: I, I think, well, like I said at the beginning, FOMO has always existed at some level, but uh, social media has just accelerated it and made it uh, FOMO accessible to younger people. And you get to experience FOMO Without even interacting with people, which makes it more—it's it, almost with you all the time. You can't get away from it. i, I think it's important, though. i, I just want to mention to our listeners that the—the the, the reason we're talking about fear of missing out on a personal finance podcast is—it's it, the behavior that it—that—that that it causes people. If you fear—if you fear you're missing out, you're—you're going to start acting irrationally and doing irrational things, and so social media, actually motivates you to do things you wouldn't otherwise do
0: i don't know if this is a little extreme trevor but when you participate on facebook or social media and spreading in spreading what you're doing they say that it's like spreading the virus of fomo
1: yeah i guess that, that is true in a way i i, I again it's uh, I, I had to get rid of social media uh out of it and not use it in its traditional sense Because I I just, I would look at social media and feel bad about things I I wasn't or was not doing.
0: So it really is a vicious cycle. You share what you're doing, which makes someone else share what they're doing, which makes you share what you're doing. So Trevor, we've talked about all the problems of FOMO. Let's talk about solutions.
1: Yeah, without question, the biggest solution is gratitude. You know, look at what you do have, not what you don't have focus on a close-knit group of friends that you really bond with instead of uh the number of friends you have gratitude is is something that will bring long-lasting happiness and and you just you got to see what's there instead of what's not there
0: oh for sure there's this uh simple experiment with this article and i'll just read it because i i tried it myself and it did work So, quote, look around. What good things might you be taking for granted? Home, family, friends? Now take a couple seconds to imagine those, if those things were taken away from you. How would you feel? Bad things happen to us randomly, right? So to some degree, you are lucky to have what you do. End quote. So I I like that because it's the simple gratitude exercise you can do at any time when when maybe you feel like you're missing out. Just stop and think about all the amazing things that you do have.
1: Yeah, you know, and we're all victim of that. I mean, I my it helps to have somebody in your life that can help bring you know bring you back to reality and remind you of of the things you do have instead of things you don't. One thing I a hobby I have is furniture building, and it requires a lot of power tools and a lot of expensive equipment. And if you, if you if you get caught up in the magazines and the, some of the YouTube channels on on the topic, you can spend a a ton of money, and so. My, my wife will often remind me, you know, uh, that it's a hobby, not a profession, and that I should, uh, you know, stay focused. And, and, and sometimes you need that person to, to to throw some financial logic at a particular, you asp- uh, know, a particular hobby or, or a particular event in your life. For instance, I I like to, I have a, a pretty high-end mountain bike I ride. And uh, I've been thinking about getting a high-end road bike because I like to, you know, ride fast i don't know <laughs> but uh, my wife reminds me that you know you that, that bike doesn't get a lot of miles on it so it, you, sometimes you just need that somebody in your life to just to keep you grounded
0: oh for sure and i i think having quality quality com- connections in your life is the key to to being c- because uh, the whole thing with have people in your life that are similar to you and that think the same way and help support you in the way that you need to be supported
1: well, there's, there's another expression that you're the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. So a good strategy to overcome FOMO, fear of missing out, is to surround yourself with like-minded people. You know, So if if you surround yourself with the people that you, you want to be like or, or you want to simulate, then chances are you won't, uh, you won't suffer from FOMO as much.
0: For sure. Trevor, before we wrap up this episode, I do want to uh, – one more quote that I really love from this article – Quote, so you're wondering if your life measures up and you turn to everyone else's deliberately sculpted illusion of lifestyle perfection. This is a happiness equivalent of reading your bank statement after looking at the Forbes 400 list. End quote.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty powerful statement that is. And I, I think everybody listening to the show has probably done that at least once.
0: Definitely. So, Trevor, do you have any final words to uh, when we le- as we leave this topic
1: Well, uh, you know, I got a quote from this article and we'll have it in the show notes, but it kind of sums up with, FOMO starts with sadness, social media makes it worse, happiness is about attention, and gratitude is essential.
0: That that really does sum it up. I love that. So Trevor, two more things I want to talk about before we end this episode. And that's one is the Sean Cooper book giveaway that it's still going on until the end of the month, so We've uh, just the rest of this week. And uh, we'll be announcing the winners on our social media and our website, too, uh, at the end of the month. So check that out. Again, it's hashtag burn your mortgage Giveaway. if you haven't entered. That's on all our social media and uh, also through email, too, uh, at livelifesimple365 at gmail.com if you don't have uh, social media. So that's the one thing, and we're, we're really excited about that. Second thing is we are doing a new segment on our show called Questions for Simple Money Solutions. So we what we're going to do is we're going to take the questions that you ask via social media or email to us and we'll answer them live on the show for you. We've been getting questions to our email, but Trevor and I were thinking that answering on the show live so that everyone else could derive value from the questions and those answers because you might have similar ones. If you're on social media and you just want to post your question there, just use the hashtag #Q for sms so questions for sms and for the number for that'll be in our show notes just so you can uh, see what that looks like but you can also email them to us and just let us know that uh just put the the subject line q for sms and we'd love to read your question on air and that is it for this episode thanks for tuning in this week and we look forward to having you with us next week until then keep it simple